Who you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? Yeah. Now we're rolling, Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason, as always, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. Ooh, did you like that flow? Did you yeah, like that? Did you like that? I like that's it good. too. Uh, today, we got a special guest from Critical Fit CBD himself, Mr. Ammon Bennett, is welcome to be joining us. We're going to talk a little uh, sports betting, who we like this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about Critical Fit CBD. Um, I don't know anything about sports betting, so you know. <laughs> I know zero. <laughs> Zach and I do. I don't know if that's we a just, good thing. I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad talk thing. Talk about who we like in the fights. How about yeah, that? yeah. One thing I can say, uh, Mr. Partridge, is that's a pretty nice looking hat you got on. That is, yes, a, sir. It is a dope hat. Yeah, dude. I'm it a, actually. Jason, what's if crazy? You, uh, if you ever, if you, if you're looking for one, we know some people that could. Probably you know a guy that can get me a hat because yeah, I, know, I, I know a guy. I got an old school DP hat. That oh, never mind. You got to sport that. That looks it's, good. It's old school. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Very nice. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I know you guys are traditionally uh, bring on uh, the future superstars of the MMA world. So I don't want to confuse your audience and thinking, <laughs> man, who, who's this up and comer? Hey. No, I'm an old dog. So we gotta, we we could post some of your training videos. Oh, yeah, I've seen don't. I've seen some of your training videos. I've seen oh. you I've seen you hitting pads with Aldo. Uh, I'm a yeah, I, I I'm a little sheepish about it, but the same token, I you know if there's any kind of a positive side, most of my buddies and I from back in the days, you know, we used to think we're kind of cool in high school, and then uh, then we all became old and fat and family, <laughs> well, you family went, hey, guys. Yeah, and you went to Northridge. How cool could you be? That's true. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the, the one positive, though, is is I uh, hopefully, you know, I've inspired some of them idiots at least to kind of get off the couch and do some things with their life. And, uh, and you know, it, hey. it has paid off up to this point. So, hey, if a if an old five foot six tubby Asian guy can pull it off and all of you guys can, too. So there when, you go. When you get our age, Emin, you, you need that, man. You need to get that exercise in there. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it helps. Exactly. Zach doesn't. Zach doesn't know about it yet. He's got a few years before he catches up to us. Man, I've seen photos of what Zach was before and after. Is you crazy subway guy, bro? Crazy. I yeah. Well, he's kind of a creep. We all found out, but um, <laughs> uh, did he get like mixed up with a bunch of child porn stuff? Oh, Jared. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. creep. I don't don't tie me to that guy, but uh, <laughs> I do like I do like some subway. Uh, Dude, I'm I am officially right now the 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 smallest I've been as an adult. That's I'm crazy. On my way down to 170. So I, I, I woke I, up at 183 this morning. I still can't get over your picture that they used for the the promotion for your fight. Just to, this is the difference in how you look there, but to now, it's just it's a testament to what you've been doing for the last two years. Non-stop. Dude, you should see some of Ammon's pictures. Ammon, were you like that too? Did you have a not like cool? me, but uh not as bad as me, but he. I don't know, man. Because I, 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 uh, I, 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 I'll say it's on purpose, but I, I'm pretty sure I've got, you know, who knows, some kind of blood clots or something in my head. But what I'm saying is, is I, I think I suffer from a form of dementia. So when I hear from people all the time, they say, say to me, "Dude, do you know how much you've changed? You know how fat you were back in the days?" And I'm in my mind, I'm always like, "I never was that fat, was I?" You know, so. No, but I, I did definitely let myself go, and I, I don't know if I shared with you that story, but with me, it was uh, um, my life insurance got revoked because basically they said I was too fat and I was pre-diabetic. Oh, wow. And as a 35, 36, 38-year-old man, I was like, how's this possible, you know? It's not like I, it's not, it's not like I smoke and drink and have all this kind of stuff going on in my life and, you know, pre-existing conditions and stuff. I always thought I was relatively healthy, even though I knew I was, you know, somewhat overweight, but I didn't think I was obese, but yeah, that's basically what kind of got me on that journey. So, Oh yeah, man. So really cool. we, we, we wanted to have you on here because we want you to tell everybody about a little bit about critical fit CBD. Yeah. I know we've talked a little bit on the podcast and, and yeah. I just got a bunch of information that I'm still reading over. Yeah. Um, I've been, before you get started on it, I've been blown away by it. I'm not a pre-workout guy, but I've been taking it every day. I love, love the drops. I'm glad you enjoy it. Those glad droplets are money. I need Did some you droplets. Like that 3, 
I yes. need some of that. Amber. The, the three, the 3000 milligram uh, drops. I got to hear your testimonial or at least some feedback from you on your end. So how did you use it? What was it like? Curious. So I've tried a little backstory. I've tried a bunch of different CBD stuff in the past and they, they, I haven't felt the effects of them. Let's just say that. Um, I am a user. I smoke normal, normal THC. Um, so like I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if that was maybe <laughs> affecting it a little bit, or maybe I just didn't have enough stuff. Anyways, we get together with you. You tell me about this product. I tried it the other day, um, just sitting down at the end of the day. And you know how, you know, you, you know, work, you got anxiety, your brain's not shutting off. So I take, you know, half the dropper, like you said, about half of that dropper full. And it was like, it's advertised. Like you, you feel super relaxed, but you don't have that, that high, like you do from smoking the THC. Right. Um, super lax, super chill. Um, it very, I, it, I was impressed. I've been taking it the last couple cool. nights and, and I'm cool. super impressed with the product. Cool. He even texted me and told me how awesome it was. And I'm sitting there cool. going, I'm like, how did I got not get hooked up with some of it? How'd he get so hooked everyone up? Everyone knows I didn't pay these guys to say this stuff. No, we're buddies, not. no this is all off. This is... And I said, here you go. Try it out. Can you, Emmett, can you see the questions down there at the bottom where, uh, Fiji's asking is CBD allowed by the Utah commission? Absolutely. Yes, I think it is. Yes. Yeah, federally CBD. legal across the board. There you yes. go. Yeah, so, CBD's and non and and Fiji's an active fighter as well, so that is not something you have to worry about going on and off of um, due to due the the due to the, the rules from the state athletic. Yeah, the state athletic commission. So, yeah, so I actually have an answer on that. So um, my team and I, and I'm the dumbest guy on my team, even though I'm the president. So, uh, <laughs> hey, surround yourself with good people. That's I do. That's, I, I call that's a good it the leader. George W. Bush theory. You know, there you go. Strategy. I don't. I don't have to sound like a savant, but I surround myself with a bunch of them, and I'm just fine. So that's the way to do Anyways, it. Anyways, uh, no, um, it's uh, it's federally legal across the board, and however, it doesn't mean though state by state, region by region, county by county, that they don't have their own set of rules, guidelines, protocols, so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's the wild west. It's still very much in its infancy. When I hear people all the time say, Oh, it's just saturated market now and this and that. Yeah. It's saturated a bunch of crap. I'll admit that. But when you're talking about a legit um, quality product that was processed and manufactured for the sole purpose of recovery, um, I'll honestly say there's very little out there. There is, you know, so it's, um, one of the things that, you know, maybe share with your audience. I want to let people know is this isn't my day job. In fact, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, my background is primarily in technology. And, uh, the reason why we got into CBD, my business partners and I, is we all have our own personal, um, heartfelt stories where we've seen loved ones and friends, uh, either, either accidentally randomly pass away from drug overdoses they weren't suicidal you know they were like the rest of us have stresses and hard times in life but they were just following the orders of their doctor um you know i have you know people that i know that just woke up in the middle of the night and took either one too many or took the wrong pill and they died from it you know um i uh, but uh, but more i think what's more tragic to be quite honest with you is i've got dear friends and family members who can't function without it. They are, they are absolutely in pain. They are absolutely dealing with, with hard issues, but they cannot do anything else in life if they don't have those painkillers with them. And yeah. I literally watched a dear friend literally lose his mind because he forgot his painkillers and uh, his prescription drugs, left them at his house. We were on a golf trip over the weekend. And I just couldn't, the guy was literally ready to rob, steal, lie cheat and he's not that kind of person and that to me was a scary moment me personally and the rest of my partners and everyone else have their own different stories but that's why we got involved in this because we're like you know what we know that there is a more holistic safer natural way of approaching this now by no means am i saying that this is going to cure cancer and you should just throw away all your doctor's orders and and guidance and just do this no i'm not saying that i'm not the smart guy like i said but what I can say is, is uh, we know that there's some truth to it. We know there's some true medicinal benefits. The FDA themselves, 
uh, are consistently coming up and uncovering things that they will support that says, absolutely, this is what it does. One of the ones that we can make claims for uh, that is FDA approved is that it does absolutely aid and support and help with seizures. You might remember the story of that yes. Charlotte or the Charlotte's web company came out with their products and to be able to help where she was dealing with hundreds of seizures a day yep. and it was knocked down to like two or three a week, yep. you know? So it's stuff like that, guys. That's why we got into this. Like I said, this is, even though I want to say it's my side hustle or my side job, even though it's, it takes a, trem- uh, uh, it takes a dramatic amount of, of my time throughout the week. Um, but uh, we believe in it. We know it's going to work. Uh, we know it has benefits as long as it's done right. And so that's kind of really, I don't want to, you know, take too much time off your guys' uh, show today and bore people to tears, but there is this true lack of education out there. And I just want to be able to help, if I can, help educate people. I hope they know that they're dealing with somebody who literally hand-selected the seeds, put them into starters, grew them in greenhouses, took them out of the greenhouses, both mothers and starters, clones, and starting plants, put them out to the fields in southern Utah. We're one of the first in the state to do so, to have a successful grow, and took that plant matter and processed it in Linden and manufactured it in Salt Lake. It's a 100% critical fit here product, all done in our backyard. Which is so cool. Like, I think that's one thing. Like, I mean, I'm usually one to be like, who really cares as long as it works? But I, I think a lot of people here locally I think that it's really cool to know that it goes from, you know, from, from in the ground to on the shelf all here in Utah. Can I tell you how in this industry, how it's traditionally done CBD? Yeah, okay. please do. So CBD today is really, really done and distributed through four major distributions in our country. Okay. And they fulfill all your big box companies, CVSs, Walgreens, Targets, Costco's on and on and on. Those guys, you're absolutely right. Could care less where this stuff is sourced. Because it's all about the mighty dollar, right? Yeah. Well, when you think about big box, where does big box people get their products from? Here in the United States or somewhere like, say, China, China. The Philippines, yep. Afghanistan, so on and so forth, right? Cheap yep. labor, uh, lean, leaner, uh, lesser and weaker rules and regulations. So when it comes to pesticides, nasty metals, who knows what, right? Like, like you don't know. And so these big box people... All they're looking for is quantity and margins. They and and as long as it passes through right now, because there isn't a true like an FDA regulatory body out there to determine and say this product is truly labeled correctly or being mislabeled or 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 it, it doesn't or the efficacy of what they're stating isn't true. That doesn't exist today, so you guys know. The only thing that really matters, especially when it comes to let's say for here in the state of Utah which has very strict rules, more so than I would say the rest of the country because we're such a conservative state. Surely all they really care about is that it's not going to kill you. Yeah. They could care less that it's being mislabeled or misrepresented or whatever, really, honestly. Because I could ask people right now, do you know the difference between hemp seed oil and, say, CBD? Or, you know, know, or how it was processed or its potency? And, you know, if you look at COAs, and I can go on and on and on, and people have no idea what I'm talking about, right? Because they're just looking at going, well, CBD. And yeah. I tell people all the time, that's like saying tree. Okay. When I, and in other words, uh, or saying, like, that's what happens in the cannabis world today. When people hear the word hemp, they think marijuana. They think, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like, the, I think I shared that example with you a while ago, Jason, is when people think of what, that's the analogy I like to give is saying, like, when I'm, ta- when I'm, when I'm talking to you about an apple tree, they're thinking, Pine tree. No, yeah. I said apple tree. Well, no, you said pine tree. Marijuana is part of the cannabis family, but it is not hemp. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then I can go on and on and on and name all kinds of different plant matter that come from the cannabis side. But anyways, if, if people do ask that simple question, well, what is the difference? Hemp is typically a product that has higher potency in CBD, which is the medicinal stuff that people are looking for. And marijuana, which is a weed, right? That's why they call it weed is much higher concentration in the actual psychoactive ingredient called THC. So if people are looking for recreational, yeah, go for the marijuana. If you're looking for medicinal, like I truly have anxiety, yeah. some pains, things I'm trying to recover from, 
you want a quality CBD product. And so to go back to the big box people and everything I was getting at, I apologize. I'm just jumping around all over the place. That's all right. You're good. Is, is Love it. They don't do that homework to determine, is this plant really high potency of CBD concentration? And if so, what kind of cannabidiol is it? Is it CBG, CBN, CBC, CBD? I mean, we go kind of on and on and on. And so, and all those different cannabidiols, so you know, uh, the data and research up to this point, have specific targeted benefits, so you know. So it's a beautiful plant. It's a beautiful product that unfortunately has been slandered and blacklisted for years on end for the dumbest reasons, um, especially when, you know, stuff that's out there today that you can get your hands on that will literally kill you. Um, right. I don't care what people say about, about cannabis. I, I have yet to hear anyone actually say that they, that they died from overdosing on yeah, now, if it was laced with other crap, yeah, I could see that. Sure. But, yeah. But you can't say that about anything else. Alcohol, anything else. I mean, I know plenty of people who died from that. Yeah, from alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, 100 percent Sorry so, if I was kind of going off on no, that. No, no, we like this is I was perfect. Just mention to you that, that when it comes to the big box companies, you know, there's like four of them. They source it from out of the country, more or less. They wrap it, package it, have huge margins on not on their end. They make a ton of money. It sits on the storefronts here in, say, Utah. People walk by and say, oh, I've seen that because it was advertised by a big box person. They buy it think it's going to work. Um, more than likely, it doesn't have the potency. It doesn't really have the efficacy that it's, that it's being labeled, but it won't kill you. But more than likely, it sure as heck won't have the same benefit like it should. Um, that's why with our products, Jason, like you've noticed, because I know, like you mentioned, you're a user, but you are still able to feel the effects of our products, right? It's because we have done our homework and we know what the human grade and consumption needs to look like. If you're buying a bottle of tincture, for example, that has 250, 300 milligrams, or let's just say 500 milligrams or less in it, it's a waste of money. That's something that we sell for pets. So, you know, yeah. Okay. For human consumption, it needs to easily be above north of 500, more than likely around the thousand milligram range. So, you know, and if you look on the, most of our competitors, if you can find a true, legit thousand milligram tincture or product, it's two, three times what we're charging. And people ask us all the time, well, why do you charge so much less than the rest of your competition? It's because this isn't, you know, yeah, we need to make money and we need to stay in business and stuff like that. It's great. I'm a fan of money, right? But I'm a big fan of just trying to take care of my loved ones and giving them an option and other opportunities to be able to recover than the traditional route, which... Quite frankly, I don't believe it. Yeah. No, that's that's perfect. Thank you, Ammon. So, Ammon, and we talked a little bit about the the CBD. Kind of gave us a little bit of the backstory. What are some of the other products that Critical Fit CBD offers? Obviously, I did the video of the pre workout yeah. the other day that yeah. I posted, which I'm and I'm not I'm not a pre workout guy. That's not something that I normally yeah. take before I work out, and yeah. I've been taking it the last couple of days. I, I love it. Tastes great. Yeah. Tastes delicious. I don't get that. I don't get a, a, a super hard crash afterwards. It's just a nice, even. Well, if I can talk a little bit about that too. So, you know, is, is one thing that's really interesting about critical fit CBD is, is that um, we, we uh, through my business partners and just, you know, through folks like you guys and just the history that we have, we're very much a fan and we're very much involved in the MMA world, martial arts world, fitness world. And so we know uh, we have a decent sized sample, full sample of individuals we know who are professionals um, in their specific environments, whether it's MMA or martial arts or just bodybuilding, so on and so forth. And we wanted to pick their brains about what kind of products would help them. Or, or more importantly, let's peel the onion back a little bit further and say, what are the challenges you deal with in your day-to-day -day workouts, day-to-day -day recovery? So we went and did our homework. So we, as we started doing our homework, we started uncovering, okay, if we had these kinds of products with these kinds of potency, you know, it would probably benefit. There's a, you know, everybody's different. I'm not going to just put a blanket saying, Hey, this yeah. is a one size fits all. No, but in general, it, the numbers showed if we can create a product with this kind of potency, with this kind of formulation, with this kind of taste, with this kind of effect, um, we really can help these athletes, uh, to, to excel and to better perform and to be at their most optimal levels at all times to the, to, to the best of our abilities. And that's why I want you to know our product lines were very specific and targeted 
targeted to, towards those kinds of individuals. So to, you know, answer your question, as you say, tinctures obviously are big. That's pretty standard across the board. People yeah. are accustomed to putting oil. I think just because, you know, whether it's essential oils that are out there, different companies who sure. ship their stuff. But people are just accustomed to an oil and just putting, taking that orally so it works there. And that absolutely really helps tremendously with the ner- with the kind of the neurological systems, with anxieties, with the, if there's um, uh, n- not only anxiety, but stress. And, you know, if you're dealing with even certain forms of depression and stuff like that, it definitely helps in those environments. Um, but we also wanted to come up with products that are born target specific because Zach is, you know, you know, someone like yourself who's been in the fight game for quite some time preparing for a fight. Like, heck, I was just that one hit today, you know, watched a couple of guys get kicked in the shin, you know, just kind of get through the pad and stuff like that. And their leg all is starting to swell. And you can just see the nerve damage that took place and the inflammation going on in the muscles. Well, we have creams and roll-ons and specific products that you, you know, salves that you apply specific to those areas. So whether it's on the leg, arm, I mean, heck, you know, neck areas, wherever it might be, it helps concentrate that CBD, that recovery product specific to those pain points does that make sense i get a lot of people who say all the time like well which product should i get then i say both the reason why is because they kind of act like salt and pepper you have the one specific that bruising area the swelling area whatever is going on that you apply the topical to and then the second thing is i tell people all the time after you get done with the procedure or go see your doctor or even you know diagnosed with something what do they always say to you they say go home and get some rest right yeah It's hard to get rest, though, if you can't sleep because you're in so much pain, right? So that's why if you take the oil, the oil then helps, like you mentioned, Jason, earlier, really calm, really relaxed, slows everything down, which allows you to be able to get that sleep, that rest, so your body can function and recover properly. So they work hand in hand. And so um, we have all starts. we, We have the topicals and the oils, but, you know, we do also do some creative things out there that makes it. Uh, a little more effective, especially where to the to the individual, it's always on the go. So we have mints, uh, you have your chapsticks, we have you know those kinds of products too that we offer. I really like the mints. I take those. I take those before my workouts. But I did the uh, I for the the topical roll on and uh, and and the cream. I mean, I use those literally every day. Cool for those yeah, people. Yeah, I'm glad. That, yeah, I'm glad it's working for you. They, yeah, it's it helps keep swelling down in areas, and I feel like I've I've had a couple of nagging injuries that would not go away for the longest time, and they are is as little of a factor now as they've they've been since I've had them for. I mean, I don't advertise it a ton, but Jason Jason knows which specific injury I'm talking about, and I I have almost no swelling or pain in that area for the first time in probably six months right now. Cool. So I love it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Airman, what got you involved in the MMA world? So, uh, good question. I mean, the, the, the the truth, I know there's a lot to this. So Yeah. yeah. No, my, my business partner, it was funny, man. On the technology, because, uh, on the technology side, he, uh, he, he's a Southern California, uh, dude. And, uh, he started telling me about UFC and I was like, Oh, you mean, you mean that, that circus program that, that I saw a while ago where people just Human jump into a, yeah. some octagon and they just beat each other up and hopefully someone doesn't die thing. He goes, yeah. Uh, he goes, well, um, my coaches, and, uh, you know, the Hoist Gracie, the guy who won and all that kind of stuff, he started talking about how he had this connection through all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, truth is, one in, went in one ear and out the other because I can care less, right? I'm yeah. a technology sales guy, and I'm out there trying to grow a business. And what he does on the side, that's, that's up to him, right? Um, and then uh, I started noticing that this dude was like a pretty well-respected individual in the MMA world where we'd get these – random celebs or or you'd see them on tv and then like they would be meeting up with my business partner for lunch or i would see like magazine covers and he's on the cover and you know but they were mostly like from like japan or from asia or these other areas and we're like yeah 
I'm like, dude, who the hell are you? What's going on? Like, like it's like Batman. Like, what do you do at night? You know, like, you know, during the day, he's this white collar businessman. And at night, it's like, who knows what he is, right? Slapping on his black belt. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so through that, he started introducing me into the MMA world, the jiu-jitsu world primarily. Started getting to know his coach, Hegan, who you guys got introduced to, Jean-Jacques, all those guys. And I started realizing, whoa, not only is this sport big, but just the popular, not only is it big, meaning like effective, like, wow, there's this, there's this art form that's out there that's more practical, right? I grew up doing the taekwondo and karate and a little bit of kickboxing here and there. But yeah, like, you know, how many times is it like when you're, if you're in a street fight or something like that, it's like, hey, you stand this way and I'm going to stand this way. And, you know, when I score a point on you, we stop and. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of what karate was, right? It's not yeah. practical. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, real yeah. fighting. So, That's but then not, when I yeah. saw jiu-jitsu, what was going on there, when I saw what was going on in MMA, I was like, whoa. Not only is this really practical, but also the popularity and everything that's coming up, I was like, there's something to this. And so, yeah, to fast forward, kind of like I told you, as uh, I was, uh, you know, decided I better start taking my health a little more serious. I was like, look what's right here in front of me. I have some of the baddest coaches and the most skilled individuals and connections like why don't why don't i get involved in it and so yeah i jumped in my man and i've never been i always tell people i'm a zero 100 guy i'm usually zero right i'd rather just sit on the couch and not do anything but uh, oh, if i'm man. in i'm in yeah so uh i decided to it's kind of like i hear that with everybody you know when they're make changes especially great changes in their life it's like they themselves just look at themselves in the mirror one day or just kind of clicks and they say this is what i'm gonna do right and yeah. so kind of what happened to me zach i just said you know what i'm tired of being fat and lazy and out of shape and my wife I doesn't like me and she might be leaving me anyway so i better do something so i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it takes that it's i i don't know what it is but there's something for people they ha they have to have that switch they have to yeah. have that that moment in life where it's like okay yeah. It's time to fix it because if you don't have that moment, you're just going to keep repeating. Yeah, you're just going to stay on. The, you're just going to stay on the couch. My, well, and the other my, thing too that I was very intrigued with is I knew it was hard, and so I'm kind of that personality type too that if I decide to make that switch, yeah, if it's easy, I won't do it. You know what I mean? But if it's hard and someone tells me I can't do it, I'm in. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I've always been. So like it. Yeah, my, my that moment is I stepped on a scale and I saw 270 pounds, and I just remember telling, remembering, promising I wouldn't get over 250, and I was like, dude, the the next number on that scale is gonna be like 300 pounds if I don't stop. Yeah, like if I don't find something, it's I'm gonna hit 300 pounds. I'm like, nope, not happening, dude. You weren't training men though, right? No, no, okay. no, I I wasn't. I wasn't training. My son had just, my oldest had just started classes at one hit. And then, uh, and then one of the pro fighters there invited me to come watch one of their fights. And I was kind of going back and forth. I mean, as you know, too, I, I don't know. I, it, it's pretty intimidating. Cause he's like, you should come do the classes. And I'm like, I see a bunch of pro fighters. I see. Okay. Fiji. <laughs> Well, some of us aren't giant Polynesians, Fiji. His hands are like that big. One hand. Is like one that. one hand is like the size of. <laughs> they're they're amazing people. I got a, you know, I yeah. got a Polynesian I, buddy too, and I'm always like, dude, you guys. I think they eat whole pigs as appetizers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just they're just amazing. They're just, they're just they're just built different than we are. Yeah, yeah. but this, so the most soft. Have you ever heard one Polynesian yet with like a deep bass voice being gruff you know what i mean they, they i don't know all the polynesians i know always talk like have the soft-spoken voice yeah nice nicest manner. nicest guy in the world oh until you're God. locked in the cage with him what a scary he cracks your one of them <laughs> cracks your head open with a coconut like a oh, coconut exactly. exactly exactly uh yeah but yeah, and so I, it was just intimidating, and I didn't want to do it, do it. But then I went to a live MMA event, and I was like, I, 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 I got to do this. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's that's. And, and I now, signed up and, the next week. And now look at you fighting for the one seventy pound title in two that's weeks. Right. Yeah. Huh. So Ammon, yes, we talked a little bit about CBD. You're a UFC fan as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who do you, so we got a big we got a big pay per view coming up this weekend. We do. With, That's uh, why I've been waiting to pick your guys' brains. I know you guys almost you know this podcast. I think I think you guys are pretty hot the, uh, in, in making the picks, aren't you? Are you guys batting almost a thousand these days? I don't know if it's a thousand, but um, <laughs> nine hundred. We're usually we're, we're, we do pretty well between the two of us. We all I I'll say this: we we follow and listen to a lot of talking heads and like we listen to their picks and their analysis and breakdowns. When me and Jason do our own research, I will put our picks up against anybody. And what's crazy is we don't, we'll usually talk about like this weekend, we'll talk about the main event during the week with each other, but we don't talk about any of the undercards, but we both do our own separate research. And then on Friday, when we record, usually we're we we've have we're come the to the same, same conclusion to every fight you know we'll we'll obviously we want to we disagree on some but yeah um for the most part he's used we're usually seeing the same thing when it comes to who's ever fighting well we, we have hear, rules uh, you want to hear this um so i had a buddy long time ago he's from argentina and his kid was this phenom they moved to the states phenom soccer player and i remember this this is from his this is from his you know, this is, he's talking about his son. He's the father. And he was a professional soccer player in Argentina. And I'm like, dude, your son just totally has, he, 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 he has the roadmap to, to play pro one day. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, he has zero chance. And I said, what? You're talking about your son. He's an all American, all collegiate, all whatever. He goes, he has zero chance. I what? said, I said, why would you say that? I'm like, I'm confused. And he says, look, I love my kid. He has all the talent in the world. He said, but he doesn't have that one thing that all the killers out there do. Hmm. And that is they have no other choice. They have no other choice but to win. They have no other choice to make it. They have no other choice because if they don't, their family starves to death. And he goes, my son has a silver spoon. You know, we live in a very nice house. He has a Mercedes he drives. I mean, I spoil the crap out of him and so on and so forth. And he says, yeah, to the soccer fans, don't, this, I'm just repeating what he said to me. He said, that's why the U.S. isn't very good. Because the talent pool that they choose from, these guys are all coming from like silver spoons, more or less. He says, name me any other sport that, you know, basketball, football, martial art, whatever. He says, tell me who the best players are. And every single one of those best athletes. Well, guess about the one thing they have in common. They all come from a background, from an environment where they have no choice. They have no choice but to be successful and to win. And so where am I going with this is I'm like, that's kind of where I feel like when I make picks is like I'm looking at when it comes to skill set, when it gets yeah. to that level, they're all pretty much there. Right. It's like yeah. the same thing yeah. with golf. Like, as you guys know, I'm a golf nut. Most of those guys on any given day, if you watch them, they all hit the same distance. They all make the same amount of strokes. But it's that one or two that you just randomly forgot about on Thursday or on Sunday is the reason why they won, right? Yeah. When I think about the fight game, I think about the same thing. I think everyone is pretty much sixes, but I just look at who wants it more than everyone else, who has to have it more than everybody else. So that's what I'm always looking for. And so when you're maybe alluding over to the Connor and Dustin fight, you know, Look, man, I have mad respect for Connor. I have mad respect for what he's done. But it's like Dana says over and over and over again. It's hard to wake up and get punched in the face when you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. When you're you know waking I mean? up in a Gucci robe and yeah, it, Louis Vuitton slippers. To, yeah. I remember Chris Rock himself even saying he had a, he had one bit on the comedy act. He's funny. He's like, he's like, you know, it's easy to be funny when you're living out of a car. But when you live in a mansion like I do and you guys don't. <laughs> He's talking to the audience, you know. It's kind of hard for me to be funny. Yeah. Know? And yeah. so I I I I actually have so I, I do believe that. So we have when it comes to picking fights, we have rules and we are gonna get a t-shirt that's made this. It's gonna be our ten commandments of picking fights. Oh. Yeah. Like rule number one is we don't pick against Dagestanis. Very if good. Yeah, if they're from Dagestan, right? you don't yeah, we don't very pick good. The very good. Re, the reason being is they all come from nothing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the craziest thing about Khabib is he's not motivated by money because probably by the time he had just his first million, he's probably set for life because he is probably one of the wealthiest people in Dagestan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And we could go into and on of 
the financial backing that those Dagestani fighters have and where it comes from and all that. I don't need to get into any of that. If people are curious, you can message me. We can have that conversation. Uh, but there's that. I'm going to give a flip side though, too. I think one of the best things you can do as a fighter is be relaxed in there. And I think a lot of fighters fold under pressure from outside sources of, I have to make it to be there for my family. Yeah. I, I, I have to make it. I have to, I think so many fighters fail on their rise to the top from putting too much pressure on themselves of having to make it when then there are some fighters that if they have the, if they have the work ethic, they have the discipline and they're surrounding themselves with the right people, but they don't have to fight to make it. Maybe their, their family has money. They come from, you know, a successful, maybe their parents own a successful business that they could, they always know they have a job to go to. Well, now they're doing it because they love it, but they, but they're still putting it, which is going to be, it's a, it's a more rare, it's a more rare thing. Right. And I'm not talking about Connor here because he's made it financially. He's made it. He he did come from nothing, but he came from nothing. So, so the question with Connor is, and this weekend, you're wondering if he's is, more relaxed. Is can can because what it's like? What are you fighting for? You're not fighting for money. I mean, who? I mean, he'll probably make another sixty to eighty million dollars this weekend. Definitely doesn't suck. I don't care how rich you are. You could always take another sixty to eighty million. Yeah, but now you're fighting for legacy, and you're fighting for what you're going to be remembered on. And he's not dumb. He is remembering, he's got to remember that, dude, if he loses this fight, he's he's going to be borderline irrelevant in a fight or two if he loses this one and then another one. Well, I agree. And again, it's not a sad story for him regardless. He's always no. going to go down as one of the best ever, and he's made all the money, and, and, and well, kudos to him. He one changed the game, too. To you, one thing I throw back to you, Zach, on that is um, you got a great take. And I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. And uh, where sure. I would maybe rebuttal on that is I just look at – I'm a kind of a numbers guy before, you know, yeah. we talk about different reasons. But anyways, I would say let's go down historically and look at all the champions, past champions of UFC, and then let's sure. look at their background. Yeah, and I'm sure. willing to bet my life that probably at least 90% of them came from humble, humble upbringing. So I would agree. Francis Ngannou of the world, or oh, Jose yeah. Aldo of the world, or whatever these guys in the world, yeah, they came from nothing. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's a right. um, you you see that you touched on it, Emin, before we even started the the UFC conversation about just in life in general. You get I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of leadership, a lot of military type podcasts, and one of the things with the Navy SEALs, a lot of those guys come from East Coast up in the, like the new England area, the, the, the harder people they're used to that yeah. cold. Yeah. And it just so happens that the majority of those guys, they're usually Navy. They usually ends up being those Navy seals, those special forces guys. Not yeah. obviously I'm, it's a broad thing. There are people from, from other, uh, other cities and other States, but for the most part, you're going to get the majority of those people that, that have lived rougher lives. Yeah. And not to get all philosophical or sappy, but guys, I mean, think about it. What, what book or movie or, or interesting story have you ever heard in life where it was great without crazy challenges? Do you know what I mean? Sure. If you heard a story, when, like when I hear about some story about the royal family or the Kennedy family or, you know, these people who were just have endless amounts of money and they something trash. I don't know. You know, I'm not to be a jerk, but there's a part of me that sits back and goes, why is that even a story? Like who cares? They they were fed a you know golden lace diaper you know their whole life you know and napkins across their face you know they were given silver spoons you know they're given Mercedes you know just to probably play Tonka toys with you know back yeah. in the day you know what I mean yeah, like like how is that such a great story but when you hear from people who just come from nothing who overcame great odds. Um, that's why I tell my kids all the time when they come home from school or whatever, and they're crying about something. I'm like, like, this is what makes you great. You know, don't sit there and, and, and hide from it and cry about it. Embrace it. Embrace the fact that you have something hard because this hard is what's going to make you great. If you give up and quit, 
and give in and fail then and you fail yeah that's what sadness is you know but anyway i do do something hard every day jocko yeah. willink do something yeah. hard every day do something you don't want to do every day and watch your life improve like shopping with your wife i, I don't know if i want to do that i don't know we're not going to go there Emin. <laughs> That's why I love my wife. She doesn't love to shop. (laughs) Mine does. Got Amazon packages every day. Yeah. There you go. Uh, No, that's funny. I'll never forget. I I got invited to this 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 uh, I don't I don't this this guy's house to do some to do some MLM business that he was starting, and he was one of those guys. He he you know they talk about has fu money and sold sold a business for hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever and i remember he was trying to pump everybody up to go sell these products and and i go i step out to go use the restroom and he had freaking gold laced initials on every paper towel on the paper towel roll every paper towel on the paper towel roll had his initials on them in gold lace and i'm like what kind of a-hole do you have to be to custom order paper towels for your bathrooms Oh, wow. That's, I don't know. Some people, some people. But anyways, yeah. So when you hear from people like that, who've had a bad day, you know, and no offense to basketball fans out there, but when I hear sob stories from LeBron or whoever else, I, oh, did you, it doesn't resonate with me. It does. Did you, did you hear, did you hear the, the, the announcer picking on his kid at his game the other day? Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. I just. I don't know. I don't want to go off too much on that. And it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with any of this kind of crap. All I'm just saying is really simple. Is like when someone wants to bitch and moan in life and they have more than any person on it, what the average person is ever going to have here on this earth. I'm like, dude, I, it, your message just doesn't resonate. I'm sorry. Exactly. I, I'll tell you how your message would resonate. Hopefully it doesn't piss off anyone. Let's do it. Hey, LeBron or whoever else out there, I'll tell you what. If you sell all of your crap and walk away from the game as a way of like protesting, you have my attention. Do a Colin Kaepernick. You have my absolute attention. You know do what I mean? Colin, you throw Colin it all Kaepernick. away and I'm going to, you know, whatever. Uh, if you want to go Muhammad Ali and leave the country, you have my, now you have my attention. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, but anyway. Colin Kaepernick's. Per- I mean, love him or hate for what he did, he he stood up for what he thought felt was right, and he stood by it. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, also kind you, of a wiener. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to agree with it, but he. I mean, he, he tried he, to sue the NFL because he couldn't get a job, even though three teams offered him a spot on their roster. Yeah, but, I think he's got a pretty but, big but book deal. I think the, he's got a pretty one, good book deal, only though. One argument that I have with that is, and again, I might have my facts wrong, and yeah. I apologize. That's the case, but. We know for a fact, like Nike gave him a pretty nice paycheck. Right? Oh yeah, it was oh, never yeah. The Netflix did too. Was. They created a whole marketing campaign around him, all that kind of yep. stuff. If he would have turned around and gave that money to the Black Lives Matter movement or to whatever movement, whatever it was, here it is. Do you know what I mean? I'd have been like, okay, you know what I mean. But if it more than likely probably went to his own personal bank account and then it's a little different do and his cruises and what entertainment for the rest of his life yeah who knows how many homes you still don't have my attention you know that's a good point very good point so mr ammon if you still have time i have one more topic i wanted to talk to you about Uh oh go ahead because i think we're on the same side with this a little bit i know jason is too but so dana white gets more hate from MMA fans, then I think the I, I think too many MMA fans feel like that he is this greedy steroid head bald jerk. Yeah. And he definitely is a steroid head. Um, <laughs> just go back. Just, jerk yeah. Just go back and watch old seasons of the ultimate fighter. Like I've been doing all week. Yeah. Um, oh, he's and jacked right now. He's so huge. Now he doesn't even look like the same person. Um, but you know, they, they, people are pay the fighters more, do this, do that. And I'm trying to explain to people, pay them like boxing, right? Well, I want to make boxing. Francis and Ghana right now. I want to make boxing money or Paula Costa. He sees these, these YouTube idiots making all this money and good for them. They're, they're hustling and they're getting out and doing it. But he's like, I want to make this type of money. And, 
they don't understand that when the, they bought the UFC, they lost money for 15 years. And so, you know, the U, the, so Dana was all in with him and his friends money, losing money for 15 years and not knowing if they're ever going to get it back. They believed in it, but the Fertitic brothers tried to pull the plug multiple times on it. Um, that too, Fiji. Uh, but you know, they try, they tried so, you know, and, and they're so lucky that the first season of the ultimate fighter took off when it did, but I mean, they, they still weren't profitable. They finally were just getting in the right direction. And now they, and now they're saying, pay the fighters more. Dana, Dana doesn't need to make that much. The UFC doesn't need to make that much, whatever. When it's his, it's his job to create a bottom line, to continue to grow the company. What's your perspective on that? You know, I'm a small, small fish in the whole entrepreneur world. Um, But I grew up with it. My dad was a small business owner. Um, I didn't think I would ever run my own company or have my own businesses. But I fell into that trap myself. And not only did I see it through my father and my family, but I've, I've gone through multiple of these on my own. And I can just say this, and, you know, I'll try to use very nice words um, when it comes to when I hear people who employees or whatever complain and say how, you know, their owner doesn't do anything and how they could do a better job than they can and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And my, my answer is, is really simple. Then go for it. Yeah. Go ahead do and do it. it. You think you can do it better? Go ahead and do it. And then, by the way, when you do start doing it and then you start realizing, oh, my gosh, it's this never – I can't shut it off. It's not like I go to work at 8 and I'm home at 5, 6. Oh, I had a long day. I can't. I work from 8 to 8. Well, guess what? You, you, you still are not going to be working – as much as the owner ever will or ever has, especially at the very beginning, because he can't shut it off from the moment, from the moment he wakes up to the moment he puts his head on his bed. And even in the middle of the night, having damn dreams and nightmares, Yeah, uh, it's never turning off. So that's number one. Number two, you take all risk. I'd love for people to pay their employees with credit cards, with their own personal credit cards. Let's see how yeah. that feels. Okay. Yeah. And I'd love for them to go through that life living on beans and rice, literally, because you have to count and save and prepare for the future for, and, and, and even if you are making a little money, okay, but that little money that you are making is just to kind of keep the lights on. That's all you're doing. And then let's just say as, and by the way, as you guys all know, most businesses like you, like UFC is not in, not any different. It takes them years. They're always operating in the red because they take on all kinds of debt, right? You have to. You have no choice, okay? And so let's yeah. say you're one of those lucky, lucky few that get into the black that one day. And let's say you're one of those luckier few that has a product that everyone wants, like the UFC or like some new gene or whatever, you know, um, whatever it is out there, Uh and you start making sales and money starts coming in and, and, and all of these great things start happening, right? Well, not only do you still have to now get raped by the government because they're going to come and take their taxes. Oh, yeah. Depending on what administration yeah. you have in, you're going to pay double. Okay. Then, and then after you done, got done getting raped with taxes, then you also now have to plan for the future because you can't just spend all your money. That's bad business. That's bad money management, right? You got to prepare for the scaling that you're hoping to do. And in doing so, guess what you have to do? You have to buy more property, buy more assets, buy more employees, on and on and on. So all that money you quote unquote was making, it's not like it's just going right into my pocketbook. Okay. Goes to the government, goes to future planning. And oh, by the way, when it's all said and done, after I've given bonuses, given whatever to the different team members, different departments, different whatever, different talented folks that I have that are employed by me or working for me, whatever I have extra that actually goes into my bank account. Um, now, I get deemed a certain level of taxes for it too as well, but then I have to factor in always how many years 
Sorry. Do we lose him? Uh, I'll name like the one successful business. I tried a couple, but I'll tell you the one successful business I had where when I actually finally made money, it was seven years after I got into the black. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. But the second year into the black, I made a lot of money. I made money that, that you know, I would say your average Utah would be pretty proud of, right? And people, if they only just saw that, when their little tunnel vision that they have or their ignorance yeah. they have about them, they would go, Ammon, oh my gosh, you did so well. You're so lucky. Maybe you should give and to those who don't have. And I'm sitting there kind of going like, I'm still in the hole, you dumbass. You know what I mean? Even though yeah, I got- The last seven years. I mean, yeah. I, it's going to take, oh, I told them, you know this money that I made this year? It's going to take me another seven years to finally recoup what it is I invested. Yeah. And so, again, that's a very small, small sample. I am a small fish. There's more complexities to this. And if you want to come back to me and say, well, Homeboy's worth or the UFC's worth $4 billion. And let's say they paid all their bills. They have their monies and they're already ready to, you know, they can scale. They can do everything and they're absolutely rolling. Well, then here's my final thing that I would say. They deserve every penny. They deserve every damn penny. And Mr. Fighter and fighters, if you think you can do a better job, go somewhere else. You know? Absolutely. Go. There you go. You, you and the Paul brothers, go start your own. <laughs> go ahead. Amen to all that. Amen. That's that's all I try and stress to people. I'm like, you just like I'm like, you don't know, you don't own a business, you're an employee, like you don't know, you don't get it. The people yeah. that do this, I'm like, you don't you don't get it. Yes, I would love for fighters to make more money. I'm not against yeah. fighters making more money. I agree. But there's seven hundred fighters on his active roster right now. Right. There I is mean, outlets for people to make money. Exactly. They just need to use and utilize exactly. the tools that are available to them, especially local fighters. There's like We've talked about how much money Zach's made, not to put his business out on the street, but Zach does pretty well when he fights, and he's an amateur. Right. And that's because he hustles, and he he uses the tools that are available to him to make the most money possible before he gets into that cage. You know, and if I, if I waffle back and forth on my original comments, again, one of the things that I uh, – if I, if I have an argument on the other side, I agree. I think the fighters if, – if, if the UFC cares about their product and they want to maintain the talent and up-and-coming talent and so that a competitor doesn't come in and potentially steal those guys, I think yeah. you absolutely need to pay them more money. Having said that, I think the fighters and their managers and whoever they have representing them need to understand what that UFC business model is. And it's exactly what you just said, Jason. And it's not only what you said, it's what I think I made a comment about it a while ago on a post. I said, Dana White has said that. Dana White has come out and said, we do not provide careers. The UFC is not a career. Yep. We, we, the UFC is an opportunity. And with that opportunity, it's up to you how you're going to turn it into a career. Yep. So exactly what you just said. It's, you know, how do you take this opportunity where a camera is going to be placed on you, where there are millions of people watching you? And if your argument is, well, I'm screwed because I'm handcuffed to UFC's marketing sponsors and partners they have, and it has nothing to do with me, then shame on you because yeah. you're missing out on an opportunity to be able to take what was given, what was shown, those millions of eyes, and take that content, take that information, take that experience, take that network visibility, and transition it and move it over into your own personal, what is it you want to do? your own gym, your own apparel, your own supplements, your own training, your own podcasts. I mean, seminars, you know, there's all kinds of ways to take that. I mean, seriously, if you're a UFC fighter, how do you not run a seminar every month? And like, like, how do you not like, just go to like, like a town that doesn't have like an active UFC fighter? Like, I mean, could you imagine if like, like if a, a let's well, say look, even, Court McGee does a great job because he uses his his platform with his foundation. Yeah. The Court McGee yeah. is that foundation or project or whatever. Yeah, the Court uh, McGee project, I think it is. He does he does so he does so much good work with that and he uses his UFC platform to to do that. And he does an excellent job. He coaches at a local gym. You know, he 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 reaches out to tons of local talent and invites them to train with him. Like 
he does a great job with it. And it's like, but you know, if he was ever at a point where he needed money, I mean, he could, he could go post doing a court McGee two hour seminar at a Gima and pack that room with exactly. as many people cool. as they could fit in it. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly. we all love court and everything. He's not even a ranked fighter in the UFC. I mean, he just those, another, I think he just signed another Yeah, he just signed another contract. Four yep. fight deal. Yep. Dude, yeah. he looked so good his last fight. I'm so he happy did. for him. He did. Uh, but, you know, like all these guys that are complaining about making money, it's like, dude, do like three or four seminars a year, make an extra 15, 20 grand. You're, you're starting to see these guys, like Ammon said, uh, Adrian Yanis, I just saw, had t shirts. He came out with t shirts, his own customized t shirts that he's selling on Twitter. And it's like, now some of these guys are starting to get it now. Well, Sean O'Malley when he realized Sean O'Malley, that, yeah. When he real when he realized how much money the UFC was making off of his Reebok kits. Yeah. And he was like, and how little he got of it, he said, forget Correct. that. He came out with his own t-shirt lines and Correct. said, You want to support yeah. me? Don't buy the kits off the UFC website. Yep. Come to my website, buy my own shirts. Dude, I'll bet you he I'll bet you he made over six figures the first year selling his own t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, and in my my honest opinion. The, the whole fight game MMA world, it's still super new. Oh, I yeah. Still believe That's the other thing. It's, it's like just, 20 it's years old. It's, it's like infancy. Back to CBD. I mean, we're so new. It's not saturated. The MMA world is not anywhere close to being saturated. Yep. Um, and so that's why I'm like, it, it, I kind of wish that, the, I'm sure there's plenty of fighters who have this. Obviously, the elite ones do, but the novice, the amateurs, the ones who are coming up and coming professionals slash new professionals. I, I wish that they really had, you know, surround themselves with business people, marketing people who really understand, can see the vision and handhold them through this process. Let them continue to be great at what they do. You be great. You keep winning. You keep kicking ass. But align yourself with people who can direct you and to be able to maximize your potential, there is, there. If you have, if you're a UFC fighter and you ain't a millionaire, you've got a problem. I'm telling you that right now, you've got an absolute problem, and that's a you problem, not a Dana White problem. That's a you problem. And so, I, I don't get it to be honest with you guys. Like you just touched a little bit, like if like a Court McGee preparing for a fight, doing up and coming seminars in his preparation towards the fight how much attention, how much, you know, marketing dollars and how much whatever could be gained there alone. Yeah. I mean, that's just a little snippet, you know what I mean? Of what could be done. So more than likely someone like him, obviously Sean O'Malley, these guys in the world who've got great names, more than likely they are absolutely tied to some smart people who are helping them with that. But everyone else, you know, who's, whether they're ranked, who's not ranked, who has just signed to contracts and stuff like that, and if they're seriously at the end of the year, like the, I think I saw something, some Jake Paul <coughs> writing some check, $5,000 check to one of the UFC fighter gals or something like that. Did help you guys her with see her that? Fight yeah, yeah, help her with yeah. the fight camp. Yeah, I'm sitting there looking at them going, look, like someone like her, how in the hell are you fighting the UFC and needing a $5,000 check from Jake Paul? That, yeah. that to me is like, that to me you, is like, you. Because Jake Paul is just trying to shove yourself with some of the poorest marketing business strategist out there. I'm willing it's, to bet anything it's your uncle or some, you know, your dad's, your dad's buddy or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Jake, just, Jake, yeah. cause Jake no Paul's excuse. trying to, Jake Paul's just trying to give a giant middle finger to Dana White. No, I know. That's I true. know he's doing that, but I'm like, but $5,000, you know what I mean? If he really wanted to give a finger. He would have given her like, you know, 20, six figures. Yeah. Here's a yeah. hundred grand. Which, know? and she has, she has the option of, she could go to Vegas and live at the PI center and training, nutrition. You, you can get, she can get exactly. top, top notch dietitians, physical therapists, recovery, everything you want at the Phoenix PI for free. Yeah. It's, it's so. crazy. Anyways, Ammon, I know we've taken a lot of your time today, man. I greatly appreciate your time coming on no here. Worries. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thank who, you very much. Who do you got this weekend, Ammon? For which Corey one? or Connor? I, I got to go with Corey, man. We've been watching it. I've been watching it for the last X amount of years. And um, since he kind of made that turnaround, that dude is, he's an animal. He's, he's just an animal. a dog. He's he wants just it. A, the the, he's the just thing a that I'm dog. looking forward to the most, guys, to be honest, I'm, I know I'm, look, I'm, I'm overlooking just kind of uh, 
looking ahead, which maybe you shouldn't shouldn't do. I'm look. I'm ecstatic about the Oliveira fight. Because think about that. Oliveira is in such a good spot. I'm a huge Oliveira fan. I mean, I know, at least from what I understand about his poor upbringing, yeah. what kind of person he is. He still lives in the favelas. Yeah. Everything about him. He is, if Poirier wins, uh, that's going to be a huge money-making uh, card. Gregor, McGregor wins, even bigger. Oh and on God. top of yeah. that, it's like, like, I'm just so... I don't even know Charles Oliveira, you know what I mean? But what I know of him and what I know about the Brazilian culture and the people, you know, I start to tear up all the time because I'm like, these are, when I hear, that's, that's a great story. That's someone who came up with nothing, absolutely zero. And I, I, I'm just, I'm ecstatic about that. So I'm always kind of like, hey, McGregor, Poirier, get this over with. I want to know who's fighting Oliveira. That's Me too. too. You ready for this? You ready for yeah. this, Ammon? Yeah. If Connor wins, he doesn't fight Oliveira. I'm calling it right now. Diaz. That he's, was he's, 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 he's gonna he's gonna go fight. He's gonna he's, Diaz. He's gonna go fight like Jorge for the BMF title or something. Else. I I don't I I don't think I don't think Connor's gonna do it. Shoot. You know what? Now that you I didn't even think about that. The only one part that's going to say no to that, Zach, because even though that's such a good point, too, that would piss me off. Uh, oh, it piss a lot of people off, but oh, I think there's a chance it happens. The only part, though, where I would disagree with that, though, Zach, is I, I believe that's why he's fighting right now is for legacy. Mm -hmm. why, why else is Connor fighting right now? For the I circus? know. It, if he's no, fighting for is. the circus, he'd go fight Jake Paul. Yeah. No, yeah. it is. Well, he's under contract with the UFC. He can't fight with that Jake Paul. That is true too. Uh, but the but the uh, the thing that there's just you don't know with Connor. You 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 just don't know with him. And I could just see him being like Oliveira, not a big enough name. Yeah, not interested. Yeah. Thanks. No Man, thanks. I'm gonna go fight. Belt. He's like, That's I'm gonna good. go. Yeah, because you you know what makes him more money and and stuff if he goes and beats up Jorge for the BMF title. Which ain't happening. I'm, I'm not saying it happens. I'm just saying yeah. in his eyes, like that might be the no, more yeah. intriguing thing. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It definitely makes more money. It makes more money. But again, I, I'm just, I'm trying to juggle the fact that he's at a place in his life, I would think, where he's got relatively a stash of cash that's fresh. Yeah. Versus there's, there are enough talks out there. Like the reason why Mayweather keeps doing what he's doing is because he's he spent a lot of his stash of cash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. At least that's what I hear here. I'm just saying. I think, man, that's such a good point that you just brought up. But I'm still going to lean upon the fact that great people, the greats, they that, yes, they want their money. But once they've made their money, the Jordans of the world, Tigers of the world, these guys of the world. They've made their money. Now it's all about they want to be known as the best ever. So I kind of think McGregor still fits in that. I think he knows that he has unfinished business, that no doubt he'll go down in history as one of the greats. But will he go down as the greatest ever? He's not and even close. He's always talked about that from his Irish upbringing, that he always wanted to be the best, right? I think that time's passed him, unfortunately. It's not yeah. even close. Yeah. Uh, anyways, He's... and then sneaky prediction. Fight of the night's going to be Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. Ooh. I like that. That's going to be the fight of the night. That, that, that fight's going to steal the whole show. And we're finally going to see what I've wanted the most, and that's Ty Tuivasa knocking out Greg Hardy. I've been calling for this for over a year. I see. The that. MMA, MMA gods he, he are going to deliver for me. He hasn't been knocked out yet, has he? Nope, but he hasn't fought anybody like Bam Bam yet either. Yeah, you stop it, Jason. Don't throw your money away yet. You stop it, Jason. Hardy's a big athletic dude, man. He is. We'll talk about it on Friday. One thing we know about that, though, is they'll both stand up. Yeah, That's right. Oh, yeah, this fight ain't going to the ground. It's, yeah, they it's standing. Going to the ground. No one's going to the ground. <laughs> I, I think, as far as Poirier and, and McGregor, I think Poirier just want. I think he. I think he wants it more. I think he's hungry. I, I don't think McGregor – I think he's saying all the right things, but I just don't think I, – I think McGregor's in a win-win situation. I don't think Poirier's in a win-win because if he loses, he, he doesn't get the title shot. He he's obviously gets paid, but he, he's not getting that title shot. If McGregor loses, he still has fights lined Bro. up. Bro. Yeah. 
His stock value drops, his, but McGregor if, still stays the same. McGregor's doesn't change. Poirier, if McGregor gets knocked out, gets knocked out again, we we finally see a dip in uh, popularity for Connor. I don't think he, that he much does, though. But the problem is, with like what Jason said, he's absolutely right. He could still fight a Nate Diaz at that point. Yeah, still get paid the money and still get the attention. I, what did we say, Zach? Two. He's got two two more losses. If he gets he, two more, then if it's, he loses to. But if he loses to Poirier, and then the, then the obvious fight is the Diaz trilogy. Diaz got to do if it. If he if he loses if he loses to Nate, he retires. He's done. It's over. The no. McGregor show is over. But he's paid. at that point. Watch him. He'll be doing movies. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. He said. Uh, he said. He set himself up nice. Yeah. We've been doing movies. Yep. All right, Evan. Thanks again. Thank you, sir. Critical right. CBD.com. Use the code damage plan 20. Get yourself some CBD. Love it. That's right. Thanks, guys. We out.